Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risely Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community, but at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. Hello, and welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. This is your host, Lauren Bongiorno, and this is the very first episode exclusively dedicated to parents and caregivers of children with type 1 diabetes. I am so excited about this. I hope you are as well. And I want to preface this episode by saying that I know there are a lot of other podcasts out there that are hosted by parents of children with type 1 diabetes and are from the perspective of the parent. And I think that that's amazing and it's so needed and where I can kind of fit in and where the Reclaim Your Rise podcast can be an invaluable resource for you is I have this unique perspective and it comes from two places. The first place is that I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at seven years old and many of the health coaches on the Risley team were diagnosed as kids too. And so that unique lived experience we have of being able to connect to what your kids are actually going through is something we hear from parents a lot that is like so helpful to them. And then the second piece is that, and this is really what got me into coaching parents uh, in the first place and expanding Risley beyond working just directly with people living with type 1 diabetes is that we coach adults having diabetes for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, a lot of them getting diagnosed in childhood. And when we get into these coaching programs and we start breaking down their roadblocks and their habits and what's not serving them, so much of it stems from childhood. And that is something that we just can't ignore, right? And so I had this fire lit under my butt of like, I want to be able to help parents know these things, know what adults are struggling with so much that they can do it differently for their children. And then their children could have a different experience growing up. And as they take on that, you know, independence and going to college and adult life beyond that, they feel like they're in a better place than the hundreds of people that come to us um, for for support and for coaching now, and sometimes not that it's too late, but some some of them are already having complications and things like that. So, if you are constantly struggling to figure out how to maintain blood sugar control for your child while also letting your kid just be a kid, this podcast is for you. And I want to acknowledge that I know how you are feeling to a degree, right? I'm not a parent myself, but. We work with a lot of parents, and so I know that you may be overwhelmed by all of the information out there. I know that there is shame and guilt that comes up when you accidentally or you know unintentionally give your child the wrong dose of insulin, and they go high or they go low. I know that sometimes the roller coasters of numbers can be discouraging, and that you are spending a lot of time exhausted and worrying about future complications, and maybe dealing with a second child in the family or member that has type one diabetes, or even just another sibling that. 
doesn't have diabetes, but balancing that dynamic. I know I had a younger sister and and that's something that my parents were really mindful of too, is like, how do we not just give all the attention to Lauren all the time, or especially around food and dinner time and meals that are supposed to be, you know, family centric. And so knowing all of this is really helpful coming into this podcast because these episodes that I'm going to release hopefully at least two times a month on Thursdays, I'm going to do my best to infuse as much education and mindset reframes and uh, tools and strategies that can hopefully help you shift your relationship to diabetes, your child's relationship to diabetes, support you in your partnership um, with whoever else is maybe helping with your child. And I'm also going to keep these episodes to under 30 minutes. That is my goal so that you can listen while you're doing house chores or driving to work, dropping the kids at school. I want them to be easily infusible into your everyday routine and life so that you can actually listen to them and make time for it. So that is my list intro and I'm thinking now is a great time to dive into the meat of the episode which is five reframes for you. A huge part of navigating diabetes whether you have it or if you're a caregiver of someone who has it is mindset. It is not talked about enough the mindset the mental the emotional piece and a lot of the challenges that we have around you know managing your child's diabetes is about perspective shifts and how you are showing up as the parent because your child is going to watch how you are showing up and very much embody that and a lot of the you know thoughts that you're having are turn turn into action and then your child same thing is going to follow those actions and then it'll turn into habits for them so uh, let's go into the first mindset reframe the first one is i want to invite you to set goals and systems for what feels good to you and to your family and to your child I think that, and not even like I think, I know that you're hearing a lot from your endo and from what other parents are saying in Facebook groups is working from their child and, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And when we just follow and it's kind of almost like, imagine you're a, like a, um, I don't know, some kind of object, right? Like a log or something that, I don't know, like is, is in a river, right? It's just getting pulled in these directions that, that the river is going where kind of you want to be in the driver's seat and you don't want to lose your authority to set your own standards and kind of drive the bus. And so quick story, I remember the first, one of the first clients I ever worked with that was a parent of a T1D child who I'm still in touch with today. Her name is Lacey. And I remember on the intake call, uh, enrollment call with her and her husband, Brian, I had asked back in 2015, I think it was, I said, why, why now? Like, why do you want coaching? Why do you feel like you're not getting enough support from your endo or not the support that you want to be getting? What, what's going on? Like, tell me more about it. And I'll always remember what she said. She said, my endo is just okay where things are at right now and we're not. And that really stuck with me because it is a story that scales and is something that we see over and over and over again. But that was the first time that I heard it. Another quick story, uh, somebody in our, a parent in our family group coaching program right now, she has the endo had told her to keep the high rating like the high alert rating on Dexcom to 300 and the child's numbers have been running like super high and she's not correcting and she's like trying to figure this whole thing out of like why are her numbers so high and all that and another 
parent in the family program because it's a group coaching program that we run for one of the programs said, oh, well, like uh, my endo told me to keep it at, you know, I think it was like 200 or 190. And so what would that look like if you kind of changed it, right? And they were kind of like helping each other out in that sense. And I should say the end result was she ended up on her own changing it and lowering the Dexcom clarity to, you know, 250, let's say, or 200, whatever it was. And her numbers, the child's numbers have been in the 100s like all week long. And so it's just that like 1% shift that can kind of change things sometimes, but it starts with the mindset of like, our community manifesto point at Risley, which is question what we're told and set the standards for what you want for your child. So you'll hear a lot of times like, oh, you're, you know, your, your kid's a kid and they're growing and this and that. And it's okay if they're A1Cs, you know, and the sevens, it's okay if you're not correcting, you know, below 300 or, you know, it's okay if this, it's okay for that. And that might be okay with you, but take a pause and just ask yourself like, what what do, what is my vision for my child's diabetes and for us as a family and then like let that lead you so that's the first reframe the second reframe is that it's not just one thing i hear this all the time you guys dm me and i love 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 reading your dms on instagram but it's always the same thing it's like oh, i'm just struggling with this one thing right i'm struggling with just if i could figure out this one thing around you know, nailing their numbers after breakfast, then it would impact positively the whole rest of the day. Or if I can just figure out how to send them to soccer practice and them not go high and not go low and not roller coaster. And if it's just this one thing. And we also see this with our adult clients uh, as well. And the thing is, is that it's, if you think like that, it's just going to constantly be one challenge after the next, after the next, because you're focused too too narrow right you're too narrow into the let me just try to piece all these things together which is one way of doing it but what is going to give you a bigger return on investment of your time and your energy long term is by thinking about the big picture right like your child is not you can't compartmentalize the nutrition and the hormones and the exercise and the this and that everything is connected together there are so many different factors from insulin to carb ratios to basal rates if they're on a pump or long acting insulin to you know how hot or cold it is outside the weather to sickness to gosh insulin timing and food and quality of food combination of macros exercise time of day they have recess right there's a million different factors that influence and that is kind of like it's overwhelming right but at the same time if you can zoom out and see all how all the pieces connect together and that's really what that holistic approach and integrative approach does like that is better time spent for you right because you're putting in the work anyways like so put in the the right work now and it'll pay off long term right so the reframe is don't just think of it as like oh i have to solve this one thing think of it as like everything is connected together okay so number three this kind of funnels in nicely which is to reduce the noise reduce the noise so when i was diagnosed and i was seven and i can probably have my parents come on the podcast and that might be more helpful from their perspective but i know that there wasn't enough information or there wasn't as much information as there is out there now right there wasn't social media 21 years ago there wasn't you know blogs and forums and all of this and now it's the total opposite right not only is there information overload from a like there's facebook groups and blogs and instagrams and podcasts right like all these different things there's dexcom too right and the dexcom and the dexcom share constantly going off and buzzing and it's a lot of input 
And so when we have too little information, we feel unsupported. And when we have too much information, we get overwhelmed. And so what I want you to do and what I would love to invite you to do is to look at if the information you are taking in something that is elevating you or is it depleting you? And is it something that you can actually take action on and implement with or is it just bringing up feelings of maybe like you being a bad mom or dad or grandparent or you just judging yourself more like Facebook groups they are so harsh sometimes I barely go in there we just go in ours which is the together T1D Facebook group by Risley but some parent groups that I've I've seen and just screenshots of are just like flat lines and if your child's eating this like don't have them eat that and don't do this and don't that it's so judgmental it's so toxic and it's like is that really helping you so reduce the noise be really strategic with what you're letting in your space and kind of yeah just like tune in with self-awareness of like what feels good for you and and what's not feeling great and moving the needle forward for you and your child okay so let's move on to number four which is instead of thinking about what your child can't do think about what you can do to get your child to do that thing So I know that sometimes it's easier to just remove the challenge, right? Especially if they're young and they want to go on like spontaneous play dates or go jump on the trampoline. It's easier to just be like, ah, no, like we're going home because I don't want to deal with you, you know, plummeting with your blood sugars or whatever it is. But all that does is set them back from being able to take ownership on their own and be more independent, which is what you're aiming to do right like that's a huge piece of this it's like when they want to go to college if they do decide to go to college one day like it's crazy to think and it's hard to think about it starting from like now especially if your child's like five six seven eight years old it might be easier to conceptualize if they're more like 14 15 16 but like it it does start early And so you want to be able to encourage them to identify their patterns and expand yours and their toolbox of different strategies to help improve their blood sugar control while they're doing all these things that are outside of their routine. There's a difference too, which I'll add, between you saying, okay, go live your life, like see you later, like I don't want to hold you back from being a kid and then having their their numbers being super erratic and saying, go live your life and let's use all these different strategies so that you're not going super high or super low and putting yourself in danger or not even just danger but like reducing the experience and the fun and the joy of the thing that they're doing so I can distinctly remember so many times where I was a kid where my just the experience was just kind of like deflated because my numbers were like in the 300s and in the 400s and you don't feel good you have a headache you're cranky you're not like it's funny to say the word creative but I was like the first thing that popped into my mind was like when I would do like theater as a kid or like put on plays with my friends for just like our parents or whatever it's just like you're just not an energy like an energized kid I don't know and that was just my experience right like every kid has different you know symptoms of what they're what they're how they feel when their blood sugars are high or low but Anyways, yeah, like make the goal, okay, if this is what they want to do, if they want to go on a vacation with their their friend's parents or if they want to go ride their bike with the neighborhood kids or if they want to do this or that, like how could you how could you get it to the place where you can understand what their body needs specifically and help them implement it so that you can build trust that they can do 
that and they will take care of themselves because they have the tools and strategies so this is very obviously like kind of a big overview and we can go deeper just into this topic even my mind is turning right now of like all right like how do we should do an episode on like um how to you know balance the like trusting your child but they're also a kid with insulin and things like that but we'll save those for a later date okay and then the last reframe i have for you is to do a 20-year zoom out and this also builds off of the last one as well so 20 years zoom out I think as humans we are primed to think of like the urgency and like the immediate problem that's in front of us right and so we're focused very reactively on okay their blood sugar is high let's get it down okay their blood sugar is low let's get it up and let's just keep you know solving problems as we go and we lose sight of what we're working towards and that 20 year zoom out, what it allows you to do is say like, all right, well, where do I want them to be when, when they're an adult 20 years from now? And I'll tell you, I've had diabetes for 21 years. It goes fast. And not only does it go fast, but the, like I said earlier, the habits that you have in childhood and teenage years, it compounds and it gets harder and harder and harder to break the more that you're doing those things, whether it's something with pre-bolusing or the way that you approach activity or whatnot. So we can talk about a lot of things here in terms of where, you know, you want your child to be in 20 years from now, but I want to address specifically relationship with food because this is a big thing that comes up. The balance between I want my kid to stay in range and I also don't want to restrict their diet. And what's really interesting in the past three, two, two, three-ish years of what we're seeing a lot of is both parents of kids and also people with type 1 diabetes coming into our program saying, I had my child or I did the mastering diabetes diet, which that is a whole thing in itself, right? But for those of you who don't know, the mastering diabetes diet is high carb, super, super, super low fat. Like you're being like very, very, very aware of even like olive oil, right? It's like less than 20%, I think less than 10% of fats um, for increasing insulin sensitivity and blood sugars and allowing them to eat more carbs of like fruits and vegetables. And I have done the diet personally in the past and I know the creators of it very well and I love them and I think that it's important to know that there is a time and place to do things like that and that it can teach you a lot about the science of insulin sensitivity and blood sugars and and, and all of that. But at the same time, if there is something that really swings to the side of extreme, it's likely not going to be sustainable. And especially in childhood, right? Like that is really, really, really dicey because that sets them up for things later in life with relationship to food challenges, which we see a lot of, right? Like I even know a story of a client who she had a hard time getting over condiments as an adult with relationship to food challenges. She's like, I am so afraid of like anything additional to the dish, right? Like I don't want to add extra ketchup or have mayo on it or have this or that because as a child, I think that the, they had her on the Atkins diet. Like it was like right when that kind of was big and she you know it screwed with her mind early on and so zooming out 20 years allows us to say okay well if we if the goal is like to have the best blood sugars for my child as possible then yeah it makes sense to take out processed foods and take out oils and take out um you know like fast food or harder to bolus for food which is what kind of what we call it at risley like yeah that's obviously the most uh, 
direct direct way of approaching it to get the quickest outcomes but is that really good for the long term and where you want them to be down the line probably not so think about relationship with food also think about kind of how maybe you got into into the trap of seeing these ways of managing diabetes that don't really seem sustainable even though you're you're seeing a good blood sugar response immediately after it that's that's a big thing that i want to draw your uh draw your attention to so those are the the five reframes i'll just run them down the list again so number one set goals and systems for what feels good for you and your family number two it's not just that one thing we got to look at that holistic perspective number three reduce the noise look at what's elevating you or depleting you number four instead of thinking about what your child can't do think about what you can do to get your child to do it here i'll just circle back because it kind of connects to the food of what we were just talking about we have a family program client right now who they're like coming off the first let's say three years of eating like really 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 clean with their child's diet and them as a whole family and they're like he's asking for like in and out burgers they're they're out west right in california in the united states and in and out is like a fast food kind of chain and i don't know what to do i don't know if he can have it he goes sky high when he does i don't really want that to happen and i'm like all right cool like let's figure out a way for him not to be high like what's working what's not how can we use this strategy how can we do that and now he eats in and out burgers after his athletic practices and he doesn't go high and it's like a win-win so think of that as an example too moving forward uh, and then number five do a 20-year zoom out right so reframe how you're approaching diabetes what your perspective is so I hopefully there was something in there that you can take away hopefully more than one thing and I will say to end here we do have coaching programs for parents and caregivers but a great place to start is the blood sugar hacking guide that is created for parents and we I'm putting it in the show notes below it has great tips and strategies that you are likely not learning from anywhere else and it's a free guide you can download and it'll get sent right to your email as soon as you put all your information in so um, next episode will be released in two weeks from today i will do my best to always put something about parents in the title so you can see it but best way is to join our email list and check the the emails when it comes out and if there is anything that you got from this episode any takeaway if it added value to your day it made you inspired uplifted motivated please share in any facebook groups you're part of social media um, it's really to help other parents with t1d find this podcast and help them reclaim their rise as parents and the last thing i'll ask is that if you can rate and review wherever you're listening to i'd be so appreciative it helps me know that you guys are liking the podcast and to encourage me to keep going so um, i'll leave it at that Bye for now. Have an awesome rest of your day wherever you are in the world and I'll talk to you next time. 